Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. Today, I would like to talk about how do you manage the discontentment between excellence and perfection? Martin, kick us off. Well, one of the things I heard uh, years ago now was that we strive for perfection and often achieve excellence without realizing it. Mm. And so one of the, the guides I was given was when you score yourself seven out of 10, that's enough because the perfection is actually something that's elusive anyway. And it's often a story we're telling ourselves backed up with a huge amount of, if you like, self-evidence that, you know, um, if I don't, if I only produce this when it's excellent, you can procrastinate more, you can actually say something magical will happen, the list goes on. So the rule I tend to use is when I've got seven out of 10 in my head, it's ready to go. I would have absolutely said excellence was a nine. So you've just blown my mind, Martin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a staying of 80% is good enough. So I, <laughs> so maybe there's uh, something different. So I, I, um, I wonder whether I'd like to reword the question. So you said, you, uh, Robin, you introduced us with the discontentment between excellent and performance. Sorry, and perfection. Yeah. And I, I, I don't see it like that I don't see a discontentment between the two what I see is that perfection is discontentment and excellence is achieving something with fulfillment hmm okay you know what, Richard, I mean? what is your take on all this um well I think yeah I can see you know perfection is something is a goal you kind of strive to arguably can't ever be achieved and I think discontentment probably only comes into play when you fail to do what a couple of you have said here, identify what excellent is. Because if you get into a, a, a terrible kind of hole of saying, could this be better? The answer is always going to be yes. So you've failed to identify when something is excellent by allowing perfect to become um, uh, this elusive goal. And that, that breeds contentment. So I, th I think I'm going along with everyone else in terms of, it doesn't matter if it's seven, eight, nine, 80%, you know, whatever it is, as long as it's set, then you should be able to avoid discontentment. But are you giving up on being better? Like if you're at 90% and you're like, it could be 92%, sure, okay, release it, but then still try to make it the 92% or do you just give up on that other 10%? Let it go. I, th I think it depends on what follows on from it anyway. So for example, if I'm sending out, just use an example of a simple email, but it's quite a significant one. Maybe it's about business or whatever. You send it out, you spot some typos because you know we're blind to our own sort of um, typing anyway. And then you actually go, you know what? I've got a great response to this. I'll now know that in future I can check for typos. The message though got through. And I think that's the bit here. It's, are we looking at really, when we get to the 90%, are we looking at frippery, the peripheral stuff that really is the non-essential stuff? Is you like the, the extra cherry that we put, put on top of a cake when the cake itself is good enough without it? So that would be one of my takes on it. So my issue with typos is the judgment. It's not about the typo itself. It's about the judgment that I make up that the person who received the typo has. And that's when the discontentment happens for me. And do, do you judge others for typos? I don't. Yeah, so, that, so why are you expecting others to do something that you don't do? What, are you imagining that 
I mean, people are different, I agree, but mm -hmm. if you don't do it, why? I think like, it comes from being in a writer's group where people do are really hardcore judgers. Yeah, some people can be, can't they? I think, you see, for me, perfection is the, is the goal that always moves, isn't it? You know, you get there and it's, it's like a, it's like trying to find the edge of the rainbow or, or to searching for fog. You know, it's always just that little bit further away from you than you, than you imagine. And, and that is fine to an extent, but a continuous, pursuit of that can only result in discontentment uh disappointment and it's a, and, and lack of resilience rundown you know all those sort of disappointment things so i think at some point we have to say all right is good enough i guess for me the question is what does is is all right excellence or is it just all right mm. um, you know am i happy to say do you know what, just being able to get out of bed going down and make a cup of tea is excellence man come on i've done it or actually if i can't do that i am a failed human being mm -hmm. and i think it's the way can you imagine if you did live a life where getting out downstairs main cup of tea was a great achievement that would be wonderful i'm gonna i'm gonna strive for that i think one of the things here is is for me that matters is we have a cognitive bit and we have the physical bits the emotional bit as well and i think there's a danger here it's when we get so wound up in the cognitive um, intellectual side we forget what it feels like as well so you know if you've ever had a great idea and followed it through and it's felt right that other element there of perfectionism actually sometimes doesn't even come into it it's it's great because it feels great as well i think we can there's a bit of a danger here of you know looking to uh, dot the I's and cross the T's to the nth degree that we forget about hey how good does this feel to be doing this piece of work as well mm -hmm. that I think can dissuade from um, that contentment that we can feel so are we saying that managing that discontentment is identifying excellence no I, I don't know why but it isn't <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> In my head as well, I just had a thought Martin set off. Is excellence in the present and perfect, uh, performance in the future, the perfection piece? Well, I like the moving target idea of perfection, that as soon as you get it to a certain point, like like any club that will accept you is not good enough for you kind yes. of situation. Yeah. I think maybe that might be part of it too, that discontentment is that, well, if I got this far, certainly I can make it a little bit better. Do you yeah, like, I, I suppose... So it's your own definition as well, because I, I kind of define perfection as something you can converge to. You could never, you know, the idea is that the idea of being able to, uh, you know, reach it shouldn't, you know, does that really exist? Isn't it more, more hypothetical perfection? Mm, and this is why point. you kind of have to go through this thing of going, what, what does excellence mean then? It's just like, well, you kind of do this cost benefit analysis where you just go, well, I could, you know, you can kind of go, well, we could do this a bit better and converge even closer to perfection. However, the, the cost of doing that is it, is it worth it? And, you know, and this is how you start now going right. So we know what excellence is when we realise it. Sometimes it's, it's sometimes the 80% rule. Because we often do, in my industry, all of the work it takes to get to 80% is going to be that work again to do the last 20%. So basically, you would never go to 99% really, because this is way too expensive now for mm. the benefit, if you see what I mean. So, yeah, so perfection, I see it as like something you converge to, really. Yeah, and I think the other thing here is, what is the benefit of perfection anyway? Oh, mm. because yeah, what, you know, what, 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 yeah, this magic, what is the, the benefit of it? Well, you know, I always ask a client, 
you know, what is the benefit of you doing X, Y, or Z? You know, why, why do you have this particular pattern? You know, what's going on there? What's the benefits? Because often it's understanding why we're going for the particular goal of perfection or whatever. Um, why are we doing it? What's the, what's the reason? What's the point? What is it to make us feel better? Is it to make the world a better place? Or is it because we're terrified of, of criticism? Now, I have a, an interesting story about that. When I was an undergrad, I took a biology class where I did all the extra credit, all the things, and out of a thousand possible point, points, I think I got 989 points or something like that. And at the end of the year, he showed the curve. And to get an A in that class, you only needed 725 points, which means all those extra effort work, useless, absolutely useless, except for now I have this great story. So to your point, like, what's the point of perfection? If you can get an A at 725, why do the other three, uh, almost 300 points work? This is where I think it comes down to the sort of internal story that we're telling ourselves about ourselves. And of course, what other people think of us as well. That's the other thing. Is, is perfection me and excellence them? Or is it the other way around? Is perfection what I, other people perceive of me? And if, if excellent in my view is perfection in your view, is that good enough? <laughs> it's such a complicated topic. I wonder whether, um, so it is complicated. There's, there's so much, and I think it's because this perfection's a moving target. And we all have different views on it. You know, my view of perfection might say my view of perfection might be just being able to get up and make a cup of tea. That that might be true perfection. If it was, that would be a great lifestyle. Um, but but often perfection is associated with unattainable goals. Yeah. And that is our 10 minutes. And I love that close. So thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate Martin, Richard, you guys being here. And we'll do it again really soon.